Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're watching this. Um, before I get started with anything, I just really want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for everybody who gave me feedback, who tuned in, who gave me repost, share, all of that. Whoever showed me love in my first episode, I just want to say thank you. Um, it really put a smile on my face. Like, I didn't expect for my episode, my first episode, to, like, get the love that it got. Me. And like being though it did, like being though it got the love that it did, like that is really, I was shocked. Like I was getting teary eyed and everything. Like I was really, really proud of myself. And I just want to say thank you all to the people that gave me feedback. Even if you didn't give me feedback, you just repost it, share, whatever. Like thank you for showing me love. Um, getting into it, uh, so a lot of feedback that I received was to share my problems with me. This is episode two. Welcome to my world. Um, basically, I'm gonna just share the problems that I face. My abandonment issues, my so-called mental health issues that the white people done says I had. Um, why I'm in foster care. For those who don't know, I'm in foster care. I'll tell you why I'm in foster care. Um, I'm gonna spill a tear on myself. Like I said, this is my world. Welcome to my world. And you gonna get this tea. On what I faced my entire 17 years of life. Tell me so. I hope you enjoy. I need y'all to give me the same love that y'all gave me for the first episode. And yeah, let's go. Can't separate or compare freedom from peace because no one can be at peace unless they have freedom. And we not even born free. At least that's where I'm from. Everything I seen growing up was probably destructive. First and foremost, I'm going to say that I don't like talking about none of the stuff that I'm about to tell y'all. Um, I really don't. And when I do talk about it, I get emotional. So, y'all see like a tear roll down my eyes or whatever, or I take a long pause. Bear with me. I really don't like talking about this stuff. But I'm doing it for y'all. So, here we go. We're going to start on the topic of abandonment issues. We're going to start with my mom. My mom. My mom. All right. My dad told me that he called my mom from Asbury Park, New Jersey. Asbury Park, New Jersey. That's where, like, everybody with my last name is in Asbury or Neptune, whatever. Um, my dad said he called my mom with me, like he had me. And my mom was in Patterson, New Jersey. He called my mom and was like, well, did you come down? I mean, is she coming down to Asbury? She was like, no. Hung up the phone. That was the last conversation he had. I'm not sure, like, when that was, like, what year or how old I was when that happened. But I'm pretty sure, like, it was a couple months or, like, probably a year or so after I was born. Um, I know that my mom was incarcerated. My mom was incarcerated with my older sister, aunt. Um, she's my, I call her my aunt too, but like by blood, that's not my aunt. Um, my mom was incarcerated with my sister's aunt. And when we went to go visit my aunt one day, my aunt was like, well, I have someone I want you to meet. Okay. I don't, I feel like I was like probably five or six. So I'm like, okay. So we get up. They serving food like in the like in the visiting room they were serving food and the inmates was like the service. And we go in the food line or whatever and she was like, Well, this is your mom. 
I'm not sure how I reacted, but my mindset today, I'm probably thinking I reacted with a nonchalant attitude. Like, I was like, okay. Like, but I don't know. I don't know how I reacted. Um, so, yeah, I know that after that visitation, she would send me letters and, like, little cartoon drawings or whatever. And that's all I got about my mom. I found I found a mugshot of her on the internet. I'll post it. No, yes, I would. Um, no, I'm not gonna post it. Um, that's all I know about my mom. I know them letters. Them letters had stopped too. I don't know. Like, I I feel like she just like she got out of jail or whatever, and like she just stopped. Um, that's the abandonment part of my mom. So. Up till now, I don't know my mom. I don't. I don't know where. <laughs> um, do I want to meet her? That's a big question, right? Cause I don't know how I'm at. Like, I don't know if I want to be angry. I don't know if. Like, I I don't know. That's a big question, right? If I want to meet my mom, like a lot of people ask me, like, do you want to build a relationship with your mom? You want to meet her? Da, 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 and it's just like I don't know. Because, like, here I am, 17. I'm damn near grown. And everything I done did, even when I was a kid, I done did without you. What can you help me with now? That's, like, how I feel. Um, yeah. With my dad, my dad was considered an unfit father, according to all of his kids. He has seven. I'm the baby. My dad, um, I don't know. Like, with me, like, all my sisters got a different, like, story with my dad. I know that, um, two. I know that four or three of my siblings, like, would go in Patterson when he was living in Patterson. They would go to Patterson on a train or whatever. They would go visit him and stuff. But that's all I know, like, about his Patterson life. Um, I know that he was married. So my oldest sister and then I have a sister named Nene. They're sisters, like they're full sisters. Um, their mom was my dad's wife, but she passed away. Um, I was shocked. I'm like, Dad, you was married, but whatever. Um, so yeah, I know that, but I know like three of my siblings like would go to Patterson with him and like spend a weekend with him and stuff like that. Then they would come home. But as far as me, like, I think I got the bad end of it. But then it, I got the good end of it. So, like, what I mean by that was, like, I will see my dad, but then again, for, like, mad months, I wouldn't see my dad. And, like, I was young as hell, so it was just, like, I'm a daddy's girl. Like, I know I'm a daddy's girl. So, like, I would see my dad, and then I would cry if I don't see my dad. And then, like, I don't know. Um, I don't know how that works. But... I was living with my sister, um, my older sister, his older, older daughter. He gave custody to her. Um, living with her, it was crazy. And, like, I swear to God, like, when I get older, like, I really want to return. Like, I, I, I owe so much to my sister. Look, I'm about crying now. Oh, my God. I owe so much to my sister because, like, I put her through hell and back. 
January 1st, 2011, my grandmother, she's not like my blood grandmother, like that's my sister's grandmother, but that's my grandma, so that's my grandma, I don't care. January 1st, 2011, my grandma, because she died. My sister told me in the car, do you know the difference between life and death? And I'm like, yeah, like, you either dead or you're here. Like, what? She was like, okay, well, Grandma Chris is dead. And I'm like, okay. Like, I'm, like, I don't know how I reacted, but I feel like my mindset today, I probably just said, okay, because I have, like, any bad news I receive, I act nonchalant when I first hear it. And then, like, later on down the line, like, it, it fucks me up. And her death fucked me up. Like, that was my grandma. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Um, So with that, like, my reaction off of that, like, this is why I say I owe my sister the world. Like, I owe her everything. I even lied on my sister. I had DHS up in her crib at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. Like, I don't know. Like, I was just wilding. Like, I was frauding heavy as hell, like, to these people. And it was like, I didn't know why. But the craziest thing I ever did to my sister, we was living in ENTM. I was using the bathroom. And, like, I got to wash my hands. And I just, like, I stayed in the bathroom. Like, I was just looking at myself in the mirror. And I happened to look over, and, like, on the back of the toilet, it was a lighter. And I took that freaking lighter. Yo, thinking about that shit, like, if I can talk to my past self, I'll beat my own ass. Like, where does my, I would beat my ass. Because I took that fucking lighter and I burnt the damn towel on fire. Like, I burnt the damn towel. I put the towel on fire. Whole time, my niece in the crib, bad asthma. She got bronchitis. Bronchitis. Sister sleep. Like, she only woke up because the fucking, the, what's that? The fire alarm went off. Like, and like that night, I got 302 that night. She took me to the hospital. I went to youth consolation, youth consul, youth consolation services, and Hackensack, New Jersey. I was in Fisher Hall, and they diagnosed me with all this stuff. They had me taking pills, but it was like I was young as hell, so I couldn't advocate for myself. Like they're not gonna listen to me. I'm young as hell. Like I could tell them the reason why I did it, but it's not gonna make a difference. So they like diagnosed me with all this stuff. They gave me pills. Um, they was like, like, I don't know, Fisher Hall was cool, I guess. I remember at Fisher Hall, I had this one incident where I guess I was exper ex experimenting, um, the gay world. Yeah. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about that one. But that's another thing. Um, but yeah, I was like doing my stuff at Fisher Hall too. So they finally, um, discharged me from Fisher Hall. And when they discharged me from Fisher Hall, um, my dad was there. So, my dad was there. And, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I was excited when I got discharged and my dad was there. Like, I don't know. But I know that he was, like, he lived with us. Um, and I was excited about that um, after this. And, like, so after that discharge, I know that I had to go to this program. Um, I forget what the program is called, but it was, like, an after-school program, but, like, it was, like, for mental health. Um, I don't know, forget his name, Mr. Rico or something like that. Something with an R. But 
Yeah, I was there. And, like, it was just, like, for, like, behavioral stuff. Because, like, I had behavioral problems. Like, I did not listen. I was always defiant. Like, yeah, I can admit this stuff about this stuff about myself. Um, so, but that, I went to that program. And, just, like, I got discharged from that program. And then, fast forwarding. So, my dad's still living with us or whatever. My dad used to take me to school. Oh, my dad used to take me to school. All right, so my dad used to take me to school or whatever. And, like, it was f fun as hell with my dad. I remember my dad beat me because we was, my sister, we was at my sister's friend house, and she had, like, a newborn baby. And I gave myself away because she was feeling her baby, baby food. And I'm talking about, I'm supposed to say, mm, this smell good. I say, mm, this tastes good. Even though, like, I ate it, but I was supposed to say, mm, this smell good. And she was like, did you eat my stuff? And I was like, yeah. And she told my sister, and my sister got mad, and my sister told my dad, and my dad beat me the next morning. He told me to go to sleep on it, and he beat me the next morning with a leather belt, y'all. I was killed. Oh, my God. I still got, I got a scar on my leg from it. All right, so everything I just explained to y'all happened in 2011. Fast forward to 2012, that's when I moved to Philly with my dad. Um, we lived in North Philly. We was on Crosby Street. Um, my dad, like, it was a small room. It was a rooming house. It was a small room. And I remember the landlord, like, the first couple months was cool. The landlord, then the landlord had, like, threatened to kick us out because, one, like, I guess they didn't tell the landlord, like, the landlord that I'll be there or whatever. So, they was paying less rent than they should have been now that I was there. And then he was like that they was a they um my dad and my stepmom was like endangering a child, me, because like the room was so small, whatever. And like I think it was like crackheads and stuff in there. I don't know. But he threatened to kick us out. So I guess like my dad just got like mad or whatever and he left. Like he picked up his stuff and he left. But my stepmom was still there, whatever. So like when my dad left, he had like he was like looking for shelters or whatever. So we lived in a shelter. Like, before we lived in the shelter, we was just staying there. And, like, every night we would lay our head there. But, like, then every morning, we had to, like, if y'all know, like, downtown on Broad Street, it's, like, the arts museum thing or whatever. And, like, it's this orange paintbrush. And then, like, down, it's, like, it's on some Cherry Street downtown or whatever. And it's, like, this building where you have to go to, like, get placed in the shelter. So we would have to go there every day every morning like i got enrolled they got this thing where you you can enroll the student there or whatever so i got enrolled there everything then we found out placed in the shelter we was there for about a year i had went i went to spring garden elementary there um it was cool like um because like like i said i didn't understand the whole process so it was just like okay we're living here like it was other kids there was other people it was a shelter so it was like all right whatever august 2013 we moved to west philly um, on 52nd and Spruce. Um, it was cool. Like, like I said, it was cool. Like, I'm with my dad. That's all I wanted to do was be with my dad. Um, and, like, I, w I went to Huey. I went to, yeah, I went to Huey my fifth grade year. Like, it was cool. Everything was, like, it was cool. February 2014. 15. February 2015, I was in sixth grade. Um, 
I was asleep. Like, we still living in West Philly on 55th Street. I was asleep. And, like, the way the house was, like, the bathroom, like, you go in the bathroom, but it's a door in the bathroom, and that door led to my room. And then in my room, it's a door in my room that led to my parents' room or whatever. So, I'm asleep. But, like, I got woken up out of my sleep by a police, like, walkie-talkie thing. So, I'm like, it's cops in the crib. Like, it's cops in the house. <laughs> So, mind you, y'all, I'm nosy. So, I get up on my bed, go to the bedroom. I open the door, it's three cops in the hallway. So, I'm like, okay. So, one of them was like, hi, and I'm like, hi. And so, I go to the bathroom, get out the room. I mean, get out the bathroom. They walk it down the steps, all right, cool, whatever. I woke up the next morning, good morning, dad. My dad not there. My stepmom was like, oh, well, your dad is in jail. And I'm like, huh? Like, I'm pretty sure she didn't say it like that, but, like, she told me. And I'm like... Like I like I didn't understand. Like a couple of weeks went by, a couple of months, and like yo, my dad not here. Like my dad really in jail. So they said my dad though Chester. He was in Chester or whatever. But like I couldn't like I never had I I never liked my stepmom. Like I respected her, but I never liked her because like I just like she mean as hell. Like, she is mean. I do not know how to explain it no other than she is just freaking mean. And it's just like, I don't know. So, my first incident with her, mind you, my dad's still out there. But it's like, I was mad. Like, you know, when I told y'all, like, I don't react to bad news, like, right then there. Like, I act nonchalant and then, like, down the line, it started hitting me. So, I didn't want to be a Philly no more because I wasn't with my dad. So, one night, we still live in the West on 52nd, and my dad, my son, let me go outside. So, I go outside, whatever. Mind you, I got an Obama phone, everything. This particular day, my stepbrother um, lived with us, too, at the time. So, this day, I'm like, yo, I don't want to be here. And I don't know what made me think about it, but I staged my own abduction. Now, everything that I'm telling y'all, if I was to, like, go back to my past self, I'll be my own ass. I'm just telling y'all that right now. Like, I will beat my ass because I don't know what the hell was going through my mind. But at this time, like, I did not want to be a Philly no more because I wasn't with my family. And I staged my own abduction, and I did not come out. Like, I didn't come back home. Like, but yeah, I ran away. But, like, I made it as, like, an abduction because, like, I said, I had the track phone or whatever, the Obama phone. And she called me, and she called me, and she called me, and she texted me. And I texted back and was like, that's not Tiffany, and Tiffany not coming home. She called, and I'm like, just not stripping and tripping, and I come on. Like, I changed my wake up and everything. And it was just crazy. And, like, I'm just out. Like, I'm just walking. Like, I ended up on Master. Like, mind you, never been on Master Street. Like, I didn't know where I was at. It was dark. Like, I was just out. But, like, it was like, I wasn't doing nothing. I wasn't with nobody. I just was walking. Like, I did not want to go home. I didn't want to be in the state of Pennsylvania. Like, I didn't want to be there. So, boom, that was my first day. And then we moved out of, we moved out of West. We moved to Southwest to the Ville. And I ran away there. Like, I ran away. I didn't stay in my own abduction, but I ran away. And I was just like, like I said, I was just out. Like, I was with my friends. And, like, they had to go in the crib. And I was just walking. Like, didn't have a designated destination. Didn't know where I was going. I just know that I did not want to be in the house with that lady. 
and like it was crazy and like i kept running away kept running away kept running away kept running away boom 302 me again so i got 302 i was at where was he at i forgot where i was 302 there but i got 302 and they gave me some medicine it was like these green pills and like they diagnosed me with um odd they said i was depressed it was like saying all this stuff and then like in there like i was i fought in there like twice like i had like in there it was like it was cool i learned how to play chess in there but i got through to it again there and then i came home like i got discharged or whatever and i had to go to this program called wordsworth and i went to wordsworth and from wordsworth I think from Wordsworth, I went to this another place. It's not there no more, but it's still in Brown. It's on that 49th and Brown, I think. Um, I went there too. And like it was just like all these after school places or whatever. No, matter of fact, I'm lying. Wordsworth, I didn't go back to school. Like when I got discharged from dang, oh, I went to Belmont. When I got discharged from Belmont Behavioral Hospital, I went to Wordsworth. So I didn't go straight back to school. I went to Wordsworth every day for like 30 days i think and then when i left wordsworth i went back to school but after school i would go to this place on 40th and brown for the for brown i think like they was both cool but like i only like because like mind you i'm the only child and i don't have my dad and i didn't want to be with my stepmom and my stepmom would never let me outside so mind you this is before i ran away she would never let me outside so it was like i always like i always i was bored you feel me? Like, I was bored. I needed to be around other people my age. I needed to be engaged. All she did was sleep. My, she go to the clinic every morning. And, like, I guess she used to be a, a druggie or whatever. So, like, she'll go to the clinic every morning. They give her methadone, wait her up to jail, whatever. But, like, it make her dopey. Like, she'll go to sleep, like, just sitting there. Like, all she do is read books. She watch TV. Like, she's not fun. She's boring. And I couldn't be with that. So... I'm like, I'm loving these programs. Like, I'm with other people that are like, I used to hate trying to go home. Like, I, I wanted to be like, we get dropped off on a van. I'm like, can I be the last one to go home? Like, I've never wanted to be in a house, right? Just because I'm going to be bored. And like, with my dad, like, even when we was living in the shelter with my dad, like, we at Penn's Landing, we walking, like, we, like, we was outside. You feel me? Me and my dad was always outside. So, she got my dad got booked and it was like it was no more outside for me you feel me so that happened and then like even after words were for stuff like that i kept running away i kept running away i kept running away i kept running away and this time when i ran away i went the it was like this girl's shelter or whatever it's not like it's on 51st and hazel 50th hazel i think and I went there, and it's like an all-girls place. Like, only five girls can be in there or whatever. You can sign yourself in. That's how I got there, because you can sign yourself in. Um, and, like, you can, you stay there for 30 days. I mean, I remember when I first did that, and I thought I was pissed. And it was just, and I was just sitting there like, I don't care. Like, yes, I did. I didn't do nothing to that lady. What I did was what any typical teenager would do. Not listen to their parents. Don't want to do chores. Like... It wasn't even like, like you, typical, like I did typical teenager shit, like dead ass. I lied to her. Okay, like, did you watch, did you watch, did you, no. Like, 
I mean, like, it's not like that, but it's like, I lied about where I was going when I go outside, you feel me? Like, it was, like, it was just little petty shit, like, that she just took overboard. She just made everything over dramatic. So, fast forward him. I was like, was at the shelter or whatever. She was pissed. Like, she was like, it was, like, it wasn't funny, but it was just, I was looking at that phone like, I don't care about nothing she's saying. So then I left there and I went back. And then I left again. And I went back to 50 of Hazel. I went to 50 of Hazel like three times just because you ain't so bad. So I went back again. I'm there for another 30 days. And I went back again. I'm there for another 30 days. But mind you, everything I'm telling y'all is like over years. Like over the years. So, and mind you, I'm still living in Southwest when I had, when I was living in 50 of Hazel. So. 50 years for her, or so I left. And then it was this one night. So I used to work at this t shirt shop or whatever, or volunteer, whatever you want to call it, on Chester. And like, I'm there, like, every day at the school, but I'm there. Weekends, early when I'm there, like, I had to get out the house. Like, I did not want to be in the house with her. So I did everything to not be in the house. Being at the t shirt, like, I wasn't getting paid or whatever. So. She would, um, one night, like, I'll never forget this. One night, she, what she do? She, like, argued me down that I wasn't getting paid, and that, but I'm always there. I don't do things for money. Like, I would volunteer somewhere before I get paid. That's because I, I didn't, I don't care about money. I just wanted to get out the house. I wanted to get away from you. She clocked my paycheck. She always asked me for money, like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But it was just like, all right. So she argued me down about it, whatever. Boom. Well, I'm about to tell y'all crazy head. So I go in my room. Go to sleep. She calling me. I'll never forget this. She called me. And I'm like, okay. So she called my name. And I'm like, yes. And first I ignored her. She called my name. I'm like, yes. She keep calling me. So you know how like, you call your mom or whatever. Like your mom calls you and you be like, yeah, but doesn't they just take this long pause? So like now you like it's letting you know that you gotta go wherever they at. So I go in her room. I'm sitting there. Like I'm sitting in the doorway, like, what's up? This lady. Mm-mm. This lady told me that her private part was on fire. And I looked at her. Like she was crazy. She like I'm hot. Da, 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 da. Mind you, she old. Like she like fifty something. She go like she go through menopause and high flashes all that whatever. So I turn to feel no whatever. So my perfect perfect fire. My perfect perfect fire. What the hell is you talking about? I poured some water on the lady. Man, I lied to you now. I swear to God. This lady fell out on a bed and foam out her mouth and everything. And I got so scared. Like, I cried at everything. Like, I thought this lady was going to die in front of me. I went to my neighbor. I opened the door or whatever. went across the hall to my neighbor. Like, yo, something wrong with it. Something wrong with it. Keep calling 911. I called my stepbrother. Like, yo, something wrong with it. Something wrong with her. Man, like, she really foaming out the mouth. I'm like, well, what the hell? So, my brother came. Like, my brother... This is the only funny part about the thing. Was... The ambulance get there, they take her out or whatever. My brother get, my brother came 
to the crib like 10 minutes after. We beat the damn hot, we beat the ambulance to the hospital. And I'm just sitting here like, what the hell? So I'm like, all right. So we get there or whatever. They pull up. She got out the car. She's still wilding. Like, I'm, mind you, I'm calm down. Like, I'm not crying no more. She got out the ambulance. She's doing all this. I'm, I start crying again. Like, because, like, I didn't know what was wrong. So I'm like, all right. All right. Okay. 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 I'm just like, I got to get myself together. So they, like, I guess they put her in a room or whatever. And when I went in a room, like, mind you, I don't know nothing. So I'm just standing in the waiting room. So we all go in a room after, like, she cool or whatever. And all I heard the doctor say was, oh, yes, we drained out all the heroin and stuff like that. The what? Mind you, I'm, like, I'm 17. I was probably, like, 15. Like, or 16. No, I was 15. Like, I know what you're talking about. So, what? I'm, like, all right. So, I'm just, like, I ain't saying nothing. I'm just, like, all right. This lady, this was her reason. She had a headache. Now, like I said, she goes to the clinic every morning and get methadone. She take methadone. It stays like in your body, I guess, for 24 hours. So this is methadone. She said she had a uh, headache. So she went to her friend and got an aspirin. But the aspirin was a perk. It was a perk. Right, this. Methadone perk. She felt herself like she felt like she was about to like overdose. She took a Narcan. Methadone, perk, Narcan. First of all, what, like, raised me a flag was we got mad ibuprofen and aspirins on the shelf. I I get prescribed ibuprofen, and so do you. And it's, like, three big bottles of ibuprofen. So you had to go to your friend to get aspirin? Okay, cool, whatever. Then she takes a Narcan, and I'm just sitting here like, you older than me and don't know. If you don't know, I'm telling you this. You take a Narcan when you are dead and you are not breathing, not while you are alive. You do not take a Narcan when you are alive, okay? Because that was the most dumbest thing that lady could have ever did. So she said she didn't know. But what made me mad is I called her. Mind you, this was on a school night when this happened. I woke up, it was like 11 o'clock, I still went to school. I called her just to check up on her. Hey, what you doing? Oh, I'm out grocery shopping. I picked up my phone, I'm like, okay, and I hung up. I felt I got mad because first of all, you just damn near died less than seven hours ago and you grocery shopping? Like, I just, at this point, I just felt like she didn't care. So, wrote her this long, like, I wish I still had my other phone. I wrote this long paragraph saying, like, I don't even remember what I said, but all I said was, I'm signing myself into foster care. I said, I'm signing myself into foster care. I signed myself, no, what I do? Oh, I went to Hazel. I called my mentor, Nan. I called Ms. Nan. And I'm like, look, I can't do it. Like, I can't do it. I can't. That night, like, I went home. She tried to talk me out of it, da-da-da-da. My dad tried to talk me out of it, da-da-da. Cool. She went to sleep. That's my only thing, though. It's easy to get around her because she stayed going to sleep. But she went to sleep. I picked my bag. Like, I didn't pick all my bags, but, like, I picked my couple bags. And I went to Hazel. Like, I went to Hazel. 
and there I filed a DHS report. Like, yo, I didn't want to be there at this point. Like, that was my last straw of being with this lady. And, like, it, it was over. So, I'm in Hazel or whatever. She mad or whatever. My dad mad. Like, everybody mad. And it's like, at this point, I'm doing what's best for me. I'm at the age where I can advocate for myself and I'm doing what's best for me. So, we get all the stuff or whatever. Like, all the papers or whatever. People come talk to me. And then, I think it was like April. It was April. And they came and got me after school. I was packing all weekend, whatever. And like all day in school, like everybody kept asking me what's wrong. And it was like, because although I'm doing what's best for me, I was still scared as hell. I've never been in foster care. And like, I never knew anybody else that was in foster care. And when I was here in foster care, like, it's always on movies. And like, they not being fed or they being beat or abused and da 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 da. And it's like, yo, like, I'm scared as hell. Though I I'm think I'm doing what's best for me, I'm scared as hell. Like, I didn't know what to do. So, um, you know, so they came and they got me or whatever. And we went, they took me, they took me to 1515 Arch. They took me there and they were like, they was waiting to get me placed. And then it so happened that where I was getting placed was Hazel. And I think they were like placed me because they seen in my church, like I've been there like 80, 80 times. Like they placed me and I'm like, all right, cool. Cause like. I've been here. So it's like, it's not like I ain't got to get used to nothing. Like, I've been here. I stay here. I I always come here. That was cool. So we stayed there for about a month or whatever. And then, like, my life, I honestly say, like, at this point right now, that is the best decision I have made. And, like, my dad told me, like, my dad's still in jail. He'll be, he be home by July, August. He told me every out of every bad situation, something good come out of it. Me going to foster care was bad. But me being in foster care, I have mad. I'm going to school for free. Um, like, I got mad opportunities. Like, that's my only, my, that's my favorite opportunity is me going to school. For, oh, me going to school for free. I'm getting my own apartment. I'm having my own apartment in sometime at 17. Like, I got mad opportunities handed to me that I know if I was still living with her, I wouldn't have had that. You feel me? Like, if I was still living with my stepmom, I wouldn't have this podcast if I was still living with my stepmom. Like, I would not have this podcast if I was still living with my stepmom. I wouldn't have the opportunities, all the opportunities that I have. If I was if I was still with my stepmom, I come to I come to Jersey frequently now and be with my family. I feel like if I was still living with my stepmom, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't, like, be doing that. Like, I wouldn't be coming down here frequently how I am. I wouldn't be meeting the people that I have met. I was like, I don't know. It's just so much. And, like, I don't know. But I'm going to wrap this up. That's the My World. Welcome to My World. This podcast is long. But I hope y'all stuck through it and watched the whole thing. And I am so, so ready to hear y'all to hear another round of y'all feedback and comments and thank you for rocking out with me like i said this is episode two welcome to my world and thanks for watching